What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Copan. It's October 24, 2022, and this is Lift and Learn episode 102. In this episode, I'll talk about why actually enjoying your physical form of activity can be more important than the best workout program out there. You can have the best, most efficient workout program to ever exist, but if you don't like doing it, then chances are you won't stick to it in the long term. And then in the second topic, I'll talk about why doing different forms of activity, so why doing different modalities and why they can be beneficial. Before that though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copon, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopon.com. The podcast is on Instagram at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. If there's one thing in your life that could be holding you back, maybe you just can't seem to lose that last uh, five to 10 pounds of belly fat, maybe you're just not able to get stronger right now as quick as you think you should be able to. Or maybe it's something simple like you're just having low energy for most of the day. Then sleep is something that you may be lacking. And it might not be the specific quantity because some people claim to get their 7 to 9 hours of sleep consistently every night. But they still feel some of those symptoms I just talked about. You have to also look at the quality of your sleep. I learned just how critical sleep was pretty recently when it was my birthday a few weeks ago. I didn't really sleep much in the days leading up to it and the days after it, not because I partied hard. I'm way past those years. It was just because I had a jam-packed weekend. And not only that, even just last week was another weekend that was severely lacking on sleep, but it was mainly out of my control. That's because it was Thanksgiving weekend up in here in Canada. I had a family party on Saturday and Monday nights. That meant staying up pretty late and working the early mornings. Not a great combo when it comes to giving your body time to recover properly. There's no other deterrent uh, when it comes to continually making progress than lack of sleep. It really does just affect every single part of your life. They've already proven that chronic sleep deprivation can raise your risk for chronic diseases It can and does negatively impact your mood. So if you feel like you're more irritated than usual, take a step back and figure out if sleep could be a main contributing factor to that. It could also be your diet if you're hangry. Could be a little bit of a mix of the two. But yeah, that lack of sleep I've been going through lately, I was just really running low on energy. I didn't resort to coffee and caffeine. That's just not what I do. But I went with some quick carbs and sugar to get me through the days just to give me some energy. So I bought some Gatorade and went about my day. I mean, that's not a true substitute, obviously, but I could just feel like my body didn't recover enough. I know my body pretty well at this point. So usually it would take me about 48 hours, maybe around two days, maybe a bit less, and I'll be able to hit the same workout or hit a specific part of the body, and that would usually be enough of a break or recovery in between, but when I was lacking sleep, it took like an extra day or two to get back to a level where I felt like the pain or the DOMS was gone, 
Mind you, I didn't increase volume this particular week, so the fact that it took me longer signals the fact that I messed up with the more important recovery aspects, that being sleep. But yeah, sleep is so important. Uh, that's when your body does most of its recovering. So replenishing energy and renewing and growing those muscles from whatever workout you recently did. You might notice you're weaker when you're low on sleep also. Even though there may not be specific studies that show this, I notice it usually. Now, when we're talking about sleep, quality is pretty important. I already mentioned that. Nowadays, we have fitness trackers or watches that can track your sleep score or something along those lines. I think they're pretty helpful and feel pretty accurate, actually. I have this one client who has the Whoop Band, and that one does a pretty good sleep score thing. It tells you how well you slept, so if you were awake or restless or in a deep sleep. I think the Apple Watch also has that feature baked in, but I use an app for that. I think it's called Auto Sleep. It does a pretty good job tracking a bit of what's happening during sleep, so take that data and make some sense of it. So when I notice my sleep scores being, you know, more on the low side, I know I need to make a more conscious effort to get more sleep, quality sleep. So maybe that doesn't mean staying up watching Netflix or maybe sports, whatever the case may be. I think one of the biggest factors that will help most of the current gen pop or, uh, or you know, just life these days, if you want to sleep more and with higher quality, a good idea would be to turn off or at least limit the amount of blue light that we're in contact with when the sun goes down and before bed. That means don't be on your phone up until the minute you're about to go to sleep or watching TV right before bed, especially when it's something that's highly stimulating. Those probably aren't the shows you want to watch right before bed if you want to have a calming or a deep sleep. So again, if you notice that you're not feeling as energized throughout the day or you just feel weaker or your mood is off, drink water, hydrate, eat some well-balanced meals, and get some good sleep. That's one of the most important aspects we, as a society, I feel like we're lacking in some way, whether that be quantity, which is where I need to focus more on, and quality, which could uh, sorry, involve sleeping with lights completely out, sleeping in that pitch black, and not being on electronics before bed, probably like an hour before bed, shutting them off would at least, well, it would help a at least a minimal amount. So moving on from that, what's keeping me up late at night these days? Yep, I said it already, sports are back. Hockey's in full swing at this point, so is basketball. I love this time of the year, even though that means golf season is pretty much done at this point. I probably got a few more weeks out there, maybe, maybe two or three more weeks, and it's the golf off season. So that's when I go back to my old ways, training like five or six days a week. That just works better in my schedule during the winter months. I don't need to sacrifice, you know, one or two days of lifting throughout the week to go play golf. So I don't need to do that anymore. So in the summer, I'll usually lift around four times a week, which is fine for me as long as the volume is adequate throughout the week. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean less gains just because you're working out less days of the week, which is what some people will always assume. You just got to pay attention to your programming. That's going to be everything. So even working out two or three times a week may benefit you more than going to the gym six days a week. It just depends on how you're using that time in the gym, really. So... I guess I'll talk about training first, but this was planning on being a golf segment since I just came back from playing, but my training first. Been going well lately. I'm still staying, uh, for the most part, still staying away from the lower body movements right now, like the leg press and of course the squats and other advanced movements. 
when I was doing leg press earlier on this week, it was fine, but the day after, that's when I felt like my knee was hurting, so I'll give it another week or two. Going to keep the rehab up in the meantime. It's slowly getting better, though. I've been doing these one-legged squats on an elevated plate along with isometric holds of like a super lightweight on the leg extensions and the leg curls. I think that's been helping, so I should be back to hopefully squatting at least a little bit loaded by the end of the month. Probably just going to try out the bar sometime this week. This small injury or my own setback here just happened at the end of September, so about four weeks off doing legs, I think that should be enough. Honestly, I thought it would be something that only affected me for a few days, but it is still lingering, which is a little bit scarier, you know, but whatever. I guess that's what happens when you try to play too much golf on your birthday weekend. No regrets, though. And last thing before we dive into the fitness topics for today, this morning... Remember, I record these on Friday usually, so this morning, where else did I go? Golf course, of course. Had a tea time at 11 a.m. with my senior friends. It was a great time, except for the fact that our tea time was delayed almost an hour because of frost. Frost! Man, that was brutal to have to wait for so many people, but I think it helped with my game because I was forced to do a half-hour warm-up, so I was getting some mobility work in, those twisting motions, getting my knee warmed up, did some chipping, some putting. Surprisingly enough, translated to the course. This whole year, I've been making some tweaks to my swing. I think it's gotten a lot better than at the start of the year, and I lowered my handicap a few points over the past few months, which is great, but I don't really take it too seriously. Today, though, hit the ball pretty well, not gonna lie, even though I lost some golf balls, but overall, can't complain. Seems like the minor tweaks I've been doing has been paying off, which is good to see. Just gotta work on the short game and, you know, the accuracy. We weren't expecting a frost delay, though. Apparently, it took almost three hours for the frost to melt away, which isn't a good sign for those who enjoy doing any kind of outdoor activity like I do. Question one. Why enjoyment is more important than the best program ever? You know what? Over the years, I've actually learned that this is actually a big part of what a personal trainer should be prescribing to their client. The client has to enjoy what they're doing, at least a little bit, in order to continue this habit, exercising and staying healthy and active for the rest of their lives. Most people actually need to enjoy their form of exercise because that's a key component when it comes to long-term sustainability. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, I'm usually on here saying that resistance training is the best, but that's in terms of building muscle, losing body fat, building up the metabolism. It's the best bang for your buck. In most cases, this is the best form of exercise to do, but if a client thinks it's boring and that causes them to veer off of the plan or it causes them to just stop exercising in general, then it's not the best way to train. The best way to train, especially for clients I've trained over the years, enjoyment is a big part because that's what keeps them active forever. This should always be a part of the goal whether the client knows it or not because most people are pretty inactive. They need something to get that ball rolling at the very least. It's so funny, I was just working out this morning at a Planet Fitness and they have one of those weather and news networks on TV here, it's called CP24. I literally just read a headline that said, who? 
which stands for, you know, the World Health Organization, they said that physical inactivity, so not moving enough, is actually costing the world $27 billion every single year. Of course, that's a growing number, which is even scarier. So to repeat myself, if you find a sustainable way to increase physical activity and exercise forever, or at least for the long term, then you'll be able to live a more healthy life because of those benefits that movement and exercise will give you. This is actually something they've added to the curriculum of the major certifications, and that's after I graduated more than seven years ago. Personal training is a growing industry, and since our health is getting worse over time, it's finally starting to become more of a focus, this preventative medicine and preventative exercise and techniques so that you don't have to see a doctor all the time. Living independently is uh, it's a huge aspect that most people don't even think about when we're talking about exercise and movement because what's glorified in the public eye these days is looking good at the beach or whatever. So before... You know, back in the day, something a trainer or anyone was told to think about when constructing a program, it used to be called FIT, F-I-T-T, which stood for frequency, intensity, time, and type. Pretty basic, but now it's FIT VP, F-I-T-T-E-V-P. So along with FIT and that acronym, they've also added a few more metrics to take into account. So that's VP, volume and progression. But they also added an E, which stands for enjoyment. You guessed it. Over the years, it's become pretty clear that volume and progression are also a key part to making progress in a more positive direction. But what we've also found out is that enjoyment plays a huge role in long-term success when it comes to bettering your own health. This is something I've had to learn throughout the years, and I didn't even know it was in official text until earlier this year, which is a good thing. That means we should have more smarter and wiser personal trainers. The industry is slowly starting to get recognized as a key factor when it comes to maintaining health for those that want or need the help. So regardless of how good some program is online, maybe you don't want to squat every day, even though that might be the biggest trend or the latest trend your favorite fitness influencer is doing, then don't do it. It's not worth dreading your workout every single day. Do something you enjoy doing. This is the case, especially with cardio equipment choice, and especially true if you haven't found exactly what you enjoy doing in terms of activity. Find something you at least slightly enjoy. This becomes super relevant because it gets yourself into a good mood if you prefer to do a certain task or activity. Don't cut that portion out if it's purely for your own uh, sanity and clarity. At least that's what I'll do. That's how I approach it now. I've had clients addicted to walking, like actually addicted. I had this one client who would speed walk two hours or more every single day. And during the start of the pandemic, it was even worse. Now, young trainer me would have told this person to just cut that out, focus on resistance training, and that'll get you to your goals. This could be true, but I understood how the walking made this person feel. But we did have to tone it down a bit over time slowly. But because this person enjoyed doing this certain activity, I wasn't going to be the one to tell her to cut it out completely and do some other form of activity instead. I mean, I told her resistance training will get her to her goals, not this speed walking. And she never believed me at first until we started to wind down the walking slowly. I still let her walk, but at a more comfortable pace. And we'd lower the amount of 
the quantity she spent walking, but I knew that was her little safe space to get away from her stressful life, to enjoy her music, get in those steps, and get that vitamin D from outside, from the sun. Long-term adherence is a huge problem when it comes to people exercising. It's one of the main factors when it comes to long-term sustainable exercise for the rest of your life. This is why enjoying the form of exercise you do pays off in the long run. This helps the client stay consistent. It's a personal trainer's job to guide them towards this. We don't have a weight loss problem. It's keeping it off for the long term that's the real problem. So enjoyment, real quick from a personal trainer's point of view, I think it's a really good idea to always have a positive attitude, be upbeat. You should always you know, be able to communicate in a respectful but fun way with your clients. Show your client their respect. Don't be on your phone or eating in front of them. And you should have that positive body language that keeps them coming back. Goals are great, but don't stress out too much about hitting them all the time. Goals should be adapting and changing along the way. If you're focused too much on your goals, this could also take away from the enjoyment. Like I said, you got to enjoy the journey because you'll only be at the top of the mountain for a little while. Meanwhile, most of the time you're steady trying to get to that point. So you might as well enjoy the journey, work hard, and enjoy yourself. Set small goals that you can reach on the way. Maybe that sense of accomplishment, no matter how small, that could have that snowball effect. Maybe group exercise classes are something you enjoy, then do that as your form of exercise. But just know that it might not get you to your goals if it's to build your metabolism or lose weight and keep it off long term without hitting a plateau, which is what could happen attending those group X classes. Maybe you do group X classes one or two times per week, then maybe another day or two is spent actually sculpting your body and really building muscle. Something like that could work for you maybe. It's something you'll have to figure out that balance. When you enjoy your form of movement, especially if you don't come from a sports or fitness background growing up, this could really help you uh, find that form of exercise that'll get you results. A lot of people will say they love running, but you don't really love running if you don't do it in the winter. If you truly love some form of activity, you'll find a way to do it. You don't just do it when you're trying to hit a goal, like lose a little bit of weight. And I felt like this is pretty overlooked. That's why I had to bring this up. And this is why if you're a personal trainer, find out what your clients enjoy the most. That might come from their exercise history. Maybe they'll mention something they enjoyed doing before. It has to be fun and challenging for the most part, not just dull and boring for some people. Question two, why different modalities of exercise are important? This one is a huge one that gets overlooked and I'll get into why later on. But again, this could be something to try out when it comes to staying more motivated or disciplined in the long run. There are so many ways, so many different ways to exercise when it comes to achieving better overall health and related goals, even though I mainly talk about resistance training being the best. There's literally thousands of ways to improve your health, so don't just stick to one specific modality, so like one form of exercise only. Different forms of exercises can give you some other benefits. As long as you have the form down pat, that's first and foremost, always. Make sure that you're stable enough to perform said exercise or whatever uh, modality it may be with the resistance or weights you're going to use. 
this is an important step to keep in mind because I have a lot of clients who can't really explore the other different modes or modalities of exercises that I might talk about later, like sandbag training or throwing medicine balls around. I always talk about resistance training being the best form of exercise, but again, I could say that's true in most cases, but also like most questions when it comes to fitness, it depends. It depends on what the person is doing right now or has always been doing. If you were to do something different than, uh, from that, something different than what you're used to, that's what's going to give you the best results. You shouldn't be training the same way every single time for years on end. And I'm saying this despite the fact that even though most of us gym lifters, we do the same workout splits for years, or we do chest day every single Monday, whatever it is. And again, the tendency is just to go hard every workout, day in and day out, rinse and repeat. Now I know, now that I'm older, I've learned that some days will be more intensive a workout, others could be more relaxing workouts, sometimes I'll do mobility, toss in some kettlebell and calisthenics training, especially for rehab there with my shoulder and ankles over the years, along with getting better at push-ups and certain yoga exercises. You should be training to be skilled in all different kinds of movements, you should be as multifaceted as you can be. I literally just finished talking about enjoyment, and maybe you haven't found what gets you excited yet, or you haven't found your movement discipline. This is another reason why you might want to try another form of training. There's thousands of ways to be more physically active. It's just about finding something that you can stick to for the long term. Maybe not forever, but at least for a few weeks or months before moving on to something else. That way you can improve in a specific form of activity before moving on and jumping to something else. That's where the adaption and growth comes into play. Other modalities, like I said, it could be anything, but a few different options could be yoga, which has many forms. You got Tai Chi has some benefits. Pilates has a time and place for some people. Working out all different ways just makes you overall more healthier because you have more command and control over your body. Having command and control of your body leads to less injury and you living a more independent life for a longer amount of time. Resistance training may be the best, but it's not perfect and not a single form of exercise is. That's why it's important to do multiple different kinds of activity. With typical resistance training, there's a lot of training in just one plane of motion. So most routines... Uh, most routines, sorry, lack rotational movements, which can be important when it comes to reducing injury risk or for athletic purposes. You can use kettlebells for an, uh, enhanced athleticism, coordination, or balance, and they do a better job than dumbbells would in this case. If the way you're training in general is different, then there's a bunch of benefits you can gain there from doing proper exercises, and you may build more in your posterior chain with those kettlebell movements too, along with core stability with the movements you'd be doing. All forms of exercise have their benefits, so it's good to try out other forms of exercises in order to build health and strength overall. Doing other forms of activity besides just using machines and dumbbells could also give you more stability, which could translate to other exercises. Like doing core work should help and translate to the overhead press or the squat. You'll notice that it becomes easier, you avoid pain or weakness in other lifts. Again, correct form and posture is important to gain strength in an optimal way. 
Something most people don't include in their training is going from a stable surface and then slowly move towards doing exercises on an unstable surface if you feel prepared enough. I mean, just think about the difference between doing a dumbbell shoulder press on a bench with back support compared to one of those big, uh, what is it called? Those big Swiss balls or medicine balls or whatever. Sitting on sitting on a ball while doing a shoulder press, you're going to have to lighten the weight because you're not only pressing the weight over your head, but you're making sure you're using those little stabilizer muscles as well so that you don't fall over or cause the ball to roll around. It requires a bit more focus if you're doing exercises on unstable surfaces, and that may mimic more real-life activity. Every form of exercise has their own pros and cons list. Like, people may frown on machines, but they could be better for a new client at first who may be intimidated and doesn't have the necessary stability yet. That's something to work towards, though. But at first, isolating body parts may help kick this person into the groove, while building some muscle and confidence along the way. Machines are also a bit easier of a learning curve compared to free weights because it just moves along its own track. But the opposite side there is that when you're doing machines, your core stability doesn't need to work as hard as it does during free weight movements because you have to actually move the weight through space while maintaining a rigid position for some exercises if you're doing them with dumbbells, for example. Or if you look at something like cable machines, these can be great uh, when the exercise is right. So for a chest fly, you'll have that constant tension throughout the full range versus a dumbbell variation because when you're right at the top of the movement with the dumbbells, there really isn't tension on your chest muscle at that point. Your pecs are not really getting work because at the top of the movement, you're not really having to fight gravity. So all kinds of modalities have their place in your training. I don't know if you guys can hear this in the background, but it's Diwali in Canada. There's fireworks like crazy outside. Sorry if you hear that in the background. But all in all, everyone can benefit from all kinds of exercise, no matter what kind you choose. And you should do other forms of exercise along with whatever else you're doing. That way you won't plateau if you only stick to doing barbells, as opposed to throwing in some mobility, maybe calisthenics, even switching to dumbbells or doing movements like dips versus those tricep rope pushdowns. Doing other forms of exercises can actually help you build a bit of strength in other similar movements also. So that's really it right there. Of course, you have to be smart with your training and train specifically to your own goals, or if you're a personal trainer, your client's goals, maybe ask them for feedback if you're unsure if you wanna switch up their training at first. Maybe just tossing in a day or two during the week to do something a little bit different could be a good thing to try out. Another thing to think about is the risk versus reward for whatever form of modality it may be. Holy, it's crazy outside. And this is something I've learned working with older gen pop clients because you might not always be able to use dumbbells or barbells or deadlift at first, depending on your fitness experience. You got to work with what you got or what a client's got from a trainer's perspective. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. This also ties into the last topic when it comes to enjoyment. If you don't try new forms of exercise, you won't figure out what you actually enjoy or you like to do. There's another benefit right there. Personally, I didn't think I would enjoy yoga because I'm so hardcore, no days off, go to failure mindset back in the day. 
my clients didn't think they'd like my prescribed mobility work because it might have been boring, but they found the value afterwards. It helped with alleviating pain and increased functional range of motion, which helped. I mean, that carried over to other exercises. So if you're someone who just dives all in with one form of exercise, it's time for you to try something new and reap those benefits. Maybe that means going for walks. Maybe that means doing core work with a medicine ball. Maybe that means focusing on increasing your hip or ankle mobility so that you can squat better and pain-free. Maybe that means doing more pull-ups and dips instead of always doing lat pull-downs and bench press. Whatever it is, try it today, okay? And that concludes episode 102 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Copon on Instagram. And you can also check out my website, IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at Lift and Learn Podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search Lift and Learn Podcast. <laughs>